Welcome to Awaken Life Church podcast. For more information about our church, please visit awakenlifechurch.net. Praise the Lord, everybody. Three people are happy about that. That's awesome. Hey, so this guy prayed and people got healed from allergies and stuff? Man, how many of you guys were allergic to 2020? Does anybody need some healing from that? Amen? That's my 50-cent joke. It was free. And uh, how y'all doing? Everybody good? Yeah? I was wondering what good looked like. Now I know, right? Amen? Well, I count it a a privilege to be with you guys, and uh, I'm just going to be me. Lucky for you. It's a tough crowd. <laughs> tough crowd. Get that printer going, man. Praise the Lord. Uh, pretty much the theme of my ministry has is, is always been encouragement, um, where there's been intense discouragement. And most of my life has been uh, uh, an overcoming kind of thing. And somebody said that, uh, you know, 2020, uh, the COVID thing was, you're either going to come out of 2020 uh, a chunk, a hunk, or a drunk. It's okay to laugh. Uh, And I was working on the chunk part really good. I was eating all my feelings. You know, the problem with that is they're so delicious. And everybody said, Amen. Um, God is good, amen? He, he is good. Everybody say, he is good. He is good, right? Psalm 107.1 says, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And it doesn't say give thanks to the Lord because he's done good things for you. Uh, give thanks to the Lord because your life is excellent. Give thanks to God because he gave you everything you wanted, and the Mandalorian ended the way you wanted it. Uh, <laughs> God, amen, yes, my brother, thank you. Uh, The only good thing about 2020, right. Uh, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For no other reason, we give thanks to God because he is what? Good. And man, this year, I'm just going to kind of share a little bit of my journey with you. I I sometimes wonder if people just think I'm the most hard-headed preacher there ever was. Because I struggle with my faith. I struggle uh, with, with this whole idea of walking my faith and walking in the Spirit. And maybe you don't, but this guy does. Uh, when things happen to you, you know, and things that you can't control, right? Amen? Uh, life happens, right? No matter how much you plan, nobody was prepared for this year. Can I buy an amen? Yes, Amen. And he says, for he is good for his steadfast love endures temporary. (laughs) For his steadfast love is conditional. No, his steadfast love endures forever. Aren't you glad? I'm so glad that his mercies are new every morning because this guy needs it. Amen. How many know expectation and reality can look a lot differently? Amen. Like when you first got married, right? Don't, come on now, don't give me that look. The gals are like, I finally found somebody to share my life with, right? And about the first year, like, who is this person I've married? 
I'll just let that sit there for a minute. <laughs> Expectation. You know, Disney sold us this lie that uh, it's always going to be romance, right? That was a lot funnier than you let on. <laughs> expectation and reality often don't look a lot alike, do they? We have this expectation, you know. Oh, I'm going to raise my kids. To do, and then we have kids and we realize that expectation and reality are not the same. Amen. 2020 was an amazing year, right? Said no one ever. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing to add to that slide, so we'll just move along. Amen. 2020 expectations. Got my SpongeBob up there. 2020 reality, garbage bag, right? I'm a guitar player, a musician, and so if 2020 was a chord, make that chord, amen? Remember this guy, 2020 every second, but wait, there's more! I mean, how many, how many of you guys were sitting on your couch when they announced the murder bees, you were like, Murder bees? Really? That's amazing. And then, of course, Marty McFly had to get involved. Whatever happens, never go to 2020, right? Everybody say with me, God is still good. God is still good. The unexpected things in life will happen no matter what. It's just a part of what it is. How, no matter how prepared we are, things happen, right? I often uh, think about uh, quick history, listen, with, with Israel, how God would deliver them. And they'd be, oh, God, you're great. And then time would go on and they'd be like, oh, we want to we wanna be like them. And, and it was like this, this whole push tug of war with this, the, the Israel nation. And have you learned that a lot of our life is a, is a tug of war, amen? Now, I do a lot of air conditioning on the side, okay? And... Um, and I, and I really do enjoy it. I enjoy working with my hands. I've just always done that. And before I got to Teen Challenge, that's what I did for a living. And there's everybody in this house has this little five amp fuse in your house. Right now, you have it. You don't know where it's at, maybe. Some of you might know. But that little five amp, five amp fuse is a showstopper or a showmaker, Right? And a lot of times what happens is I have to change things out on the unit that's outside, but there's some low-voltage wiring out there. And if you short those wires, uh, it, it pops the little 5-amp fuse, which conveniently is located in the attic for most people in their little air handler. It's so convenient, yeah. It, it, but it's a showstopper. But let, let, so let, me, so let me say this. Small things matter. Everybody say that with me. Small things matter. The, the, the little things matter. The little things matter. And it's, it's one of those things where your attitude and what the gal said earlier, perspective, uh, your perspective, you, it, it might seem like a small thing, but it matters. Your attitude might seem like a small thing, but it matters. The little things matter. Amen. And I got to thinking about, you know, this year and, and just the this, this struggle I've had with being thankful in the middle of a very difficult time. Now, personally, beyond just the, the normal, what everybody else, it was a very hard year for my family. My mom had to do emergency move. And, uh, and it was in, the, in winter. She lives in Colorado, northern Colorado. I don't know if anyone's ever moved in a snowstorm. It's really awesome. Um, 
and I had the Millennial Moving Crew. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Millennial Moving Crew, but they can't do anything with both hands. They have one phone in this hand, and, and it's always about, hey, and so we were trying to move, and we only had like a couple days, and man, the kids would come out, and they'd have one thing in their hand and a phone in the other, and I'm like, you're fired. You're you're doing it wrong. If you come out here and you only have one thing in your hand, you're fired. I mean, it was the most, it was one of the most frustrating things. So we get moved, we get all stuff loaded up and we start trekking across to Missouri. And so Colorado cold is a little different, but Missouri cold is a wet cold. It's a, it's a nasty cold. I don't even know how to say it nice. And Everything was like a skating rink because they had this freeze and it was, you know, and you got to love your brothers, right? I got four younger brothers, four. And we get out to go to the hotel and we're trying to get my mom checked in and and, uh, the parking lot. I'm from Arizona. I've never lived in the cold, so I don't know how ice interacts with my feet. Not really good with that, you know, and I stepped out of the truck and disappeared. I mean, I was like, and you can pretty much gauge the seriousness of your injury or accident by the laughter of those people around. If people are like, "Ah," you know, it's probably not too bad. But if they're like, oh God, are you okay? Then it was probably bad, right? I don't know. When I turned 50, the check engine light came on, beep, beep, and I jumped out and you know, I disappeared, and I, I finally get back up, and my brother can't even breathe. He's laughing so hard. You know, I'm like, yeah, thanks, brother. <clears throat> and and it, it borked my back. So I get, I get home. So you have to ride the plane, you know. I don't know how many have flown during the, the whole COVID thing. What an interesting experience that is. Common sense has left the building, amen? You know, like we're in the airport, we're all sitting next to each other, we're all hustling and bustling, but once you get on the plane, you have to put that mask on, unless you're eating, because the virus doesn't know when you're eating, it's, you know, oh, you're eating, that was supposed to be funny. Uh, so we're on the plane, and they're like, oh, mask up, everybody. We're going to plant. We're gonna practice social distancing. I mean, these are the same people I've just been sitting with for the last three hours. And now we're going to deplane. It, I mean, it was just like, what in the world? The, the world has lost its mind. Amen? Like, really, seriously right now. It's, I'm like trying to like, you know, keep my soul man in check and my attitude in check. And I'm like, man, this is so frustrating, right? And so then they're like, we're going to do a lockdown for two weeks to flatten the curve. Do you guys remember that whole flatten the curve thing? It's the longest two weeks ever. Amen. So how many experienced the toilet paper shortage? Like, I mean, people without Jesus are something else, amen? We'll just, we'll just let that lay there. Like, there's this new virus out, it kills people. And then people got together and went, you know what? We should buy some toilet paper. <laughs> That'll fix that virus. Did anyone else have that moment? Like, you were like, what does toilet paper and death have? In, I don't know. 
So we had, we had this, whole, this whole thing. Everything that was normal has now become abnormal. Evelyn Lewis Cole has a statement that I find to be very true no matter what I'm going through. But when, when communication breaks down, abnormality sets in. And the end result of abnormality is death. And it's really just talking about relationships and in general. But I found that to be true when, when we live in an echo chamber and all we can hear is our own thoughts, our own ideas. It can be dangerous. Amen. It cannot be good. God did not mean for us to do this thing alone. And God has not invited us to do this for him. He's invited us to do this with him. Amen. And somewhere along the line, I got busy trying to do things for him again. It's like my, my knee-jerk reaction when difficulty sets in, I go to work. It drives my wife crazy. That's why she's crazy. I don't married to me. Amen. So we, we, we experienced all these difficulties, right? And, and in the midst of all these difficulties, we, we also experienced some really good things. Amen. We, we had the birth uh, of my uh, granddaughter, you know, I had a baby granddaughter. And it was just an amazing thing. We got to go back there and we had to, you know, brave the whole airplane incident thing again. But we got out there and it was just beautiful. We got to be there and, and witness the birth, you know. And and directly after my daughter has uh, her baby, her, her, she found out her husband was having an affair with her while, she was, uh, while he was stationed in Kuwait. And so in the middle of all this, we have all this upheaval. And, you know, it's so hard to watch uh, someone you love go through something so painful and there's nothing you can do about it. And in me, uh, the struggle to be angry and not sin is real. Amen. I wanted to introduce him to Jesus. I wanted to shorten the curve. I wanted to flatten the curve. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to help him, you know. Uh, amen. Uh, and I was just like, God, where are you at? If you would, I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's like you're praying and you're like, God, if you would just do this one thing. Things would be so much better, and, and I know I've shared this with you before, but somehow my prayer life went into this intimate prayer life into intelligence briefings, me briefing God on what he needed to do. Maybe you've been there, amen? Has anyone else been there? Just Okay, good. I'm in the right place. And so this whole fear, you know, the old FUD, how the enemy is totally trying to tear down my identity in Christ. And he's trying to tear down uh, my, my um, basically my, my faith and trust in God by casting this doubt. You know, if God was good, this wouldn't be happening. If, if, God, if God was really good, and uh, my daughter was asking me, you know, she loves Jesus, and she's like, Dad, why is God letting this happen? I mean, wrestling with some hard questions, amen? And you know, when people are wrestling, they don't want theology. They want you to love them, amen? I've learned that the hard way, that theology uh, is a good thing, amen? Love it, but people just need to know you love them. You don't have to have a PhD to be able to love people. You know that, amen? And so he uses fear and uncertainty and doubt. That's, that's the thing. 
for me that I wrestle with. Like when I get into these uncertain times and, you know, what was the, the phrase they kept using uh, in these unprecedented times, you know, like I had to turn the news off. I almost had an aneurysm listening to the news, you know, like, wow, what? you graduated kindergarten. I got it, you know, off. It, my wife's like, yeah, how come you don't like the news? They're talking. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so much funnier in my head. It's a little circus up here. All right. <clears throat> so I want to kind of take you through this. So, so we're going through all these trials. We're going through all these little things. And I'm like, and my, my peace, man, you guys nailed it this morning. My peace had, was gone. My peace had become in uh, circumstance. Now my peace was no longer a person, it was an outcome. Are you with me? So whoever said that nailed it this morning. I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm in the right place, amen. I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be, a peace that surpasses all human understanding. You don't understand it, amen. It's not something you can logically understand. It surpasses your ability to understand. Uh, peace is not just a thing that we have, it's a person, amen, in Jesus, and so, so in the middle of all this, some of my friends are like, oh, man, you know, this pandemic, it, I know it's been tough, but man, financially, I'm doing better than I ever did. Ha, ha, have you ever, like, had friends that are doing really good and you're not? Amen. Like, you're over there in the struggle bus and they're over there in the party bus, right? And you're like... God, how come this is going on here? <laughs> Amen. And that's going on over there. What about me? I had the what about me so bad this year. What about me? And so in the middle of this, we're doing a building project in 2020. Wow, you're brilliant. You either have a lot of faith or you're stupid. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, so we're trying to, like, everything for us at Teen Challenge became exponentially harder. We had to cancel all our fundraisers. We had to cancel everything that we do normally uh, to sustain the ministry got canceled. Awesome, right? And so I'm watching, I'm watching, I don't know, if I'm watching the bank account go, you know, well, this is awesome, not, you know, and like the toilet paper aisle, my gratefulness, my thankfulness was gone. By August, I was like, I need a new job. I don't know if you've ever been that discouraged. We're like, here's the thing God's called me to, and I'm thinking about going back to work. I'm thinking about, hey, maybe, maybe it's time for me to move on. Things are hard, right? Am I, am I speaking to the right people this morning? Like, grace, I don't even know where that was. Grace, went, gone. God, deliver me from this place, you know? If I was just in a different place, this would be better. Amen, are you picking, it, picking this up? If things, if this, if I could just change this one circumstance, then I'll have peace again, right? So I got to thinking about, uh, you know, how these small things started mattering, you know? I'm like, God, I gotta, I need some encouragement. 
Have you ever been there? God, I need, I need a miracle. I need some encouragement. And you know, God, he's just so cool. He's like, yeah, you just need to encourage yourself. How many are like, that's not the word I want. I want the fancy, shiny, awesome miracle. Encouraging myself? But I'm not qualified, amen. So here, I'll go over to David. He says, now when David and his men came to Ziklag, on the third day, the Amalekites had made a raid against the Jib and against Ziklag. They had overcome Ziklag and burned it with fire. I mean, no, that's a bad day. And taking captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great, they killed no one but carried them off and went their way. And when David and his men came to the city, they found it burned with fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. This is a bad day. Amen. This is like in, in days of bad, you know, like this is a bad day. And then David spoke with the people who were with him and raised their voices and wept until they had no more strength to weep. That's... A powerful picture. David's two wives also had been taken captive. I'm not even going to try and... Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail. The wind... It was funny. Come on. And David was greatly distressed. Everybody say greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him. Because all the people were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters. But David... The ESV says, strengthened himself in the Lord. Another translation says, encouraged himself in the Lord his God. So my journey this year has been about thankful. You know how I started to pull out of it? I started, man, God, I'm thankful that you've taken care of my family. I'm thankful, God, I have a roof over my head. God, I'm thankful that I'm able to encourage my my daughter. God, I'm thankful um, that you know, we were able to still save lives. Amen. Because August is where things just choo-choo trained off the track for us. Uh, you know, we were like, oh, I'm, I'm positive. You know, this, I thought this whole thing was a big scam. And then people I knew started getting COVID. And I was like, oh, wait, this is real. And then we, everybody at the ranch, everybody at Teen Challenge, uh, both the induction center and then at my center got it. And, and I mean, Every, I don't know if you've ever tried to herd kitty cats or take a cat for a walk on a leash, but that's what it was like trying to quarantine 50 men at Teen Challenge. I mean, I literally had to put TVs and DVD players in dorms to keep these guys in the dorm. I'm like, you have to be. And then, you know, the health department got involved. Oh, it was really awesome. It was amazing. I don't know if sarcasm comes across very good, but... Uh, it, it was just, it was a trying time, and it was like, and then we had to shut, we had to close, and all the years I've been at Teen Challenge, 20 years that I've been there, I've never had to close. I had to close. We had to close Teen Challenge and, and, and quarantine it, and then the staff got it, and I mean, it was just like, are you kidding? The kids just keep coming, man, and, uh, and so, you know, the bills still got to get paid. It's not like you can walk into the bank and go, well, I'm believing by faith that God's going to take care of this bill, Amen. By faith, I'm believing, you know. I, let's be honest, by August, my faith had ran out the window. We had to go find it. Amen. My peace was gone. Marie's like, are you okay? No, I am not okay. In fact, this is what 
not okay looks like right now. I was struggling, man. And uh, so I think about David. What did it look like for him to encourage himself? Because if you, if you read in Samuel, it says that all who are bitter, all who are in debt, all who are distressed, that's who came to David in the cave of Adullam. These are the same people. I'm sure this was a great joy to be the leader over this congregation. Amen. Everybody that's in debt, everybody that's beat up, right? Amen. David says, the word says that he encouraged himself. And so I wonder if he started rehearsing some of the things that God did in, in his life, maybe with, you know, Goliath or, uh, I don't know, man, maybe he just started just retelling all the stories of how God took care of him. And so, you know, God, man, he's so cool. Amen. Everybody say so cool. He's so cool. He's like, I'm, I'm glad that his mercy endures forever. Amen. I'm glad that his love is steadfast. I'm glad that he's patient with me. Aren't you glad he's patient with you? Amen. And so I started looking at God from a different, from a different perspective. And I was like, God, you are good. And this is what he gave me. He gave me Psalm 107.1. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. And for no other reason. Like if God never did another thing but save you from a devil's hell, guess what? It's enough. I got one amen. If, if all he ever did was rescue you from a devil's hell, it's enough. It's enough. It's enough. So um, back to the little things, you know. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say this. So I helped Julie out, uh, McCullough. She needed an air conditioning unit replaced. And I replaced it in May. It was really hot in Phoenix, and uh, so got it going. It was great, right? And so then Julie calls me about a month ago, and she's like, the heat doesn't work. You know, when you put something brand new on, you kind of have this expectation that it's going to work, and here we are with expectation and reality, and <clears throat> because I don't um, do... Uh, installations all the time. Sometimes you forget some things. Can I buy an amen? I had to bring some things to remembrance. And so I go over to Julie's house and she's like, yeah, it doesn't work. I'm up on the roof. I'm down. I'm looking at the thermostat. I'm back up. I'm down. I'm back up. I'm down. And you know, I'm not a small guy. So it was a workout. Got my cardio in. Amen. Uh, and I couldn't figure it out. And because I couldn't figure it out, it was even more frustrating because this is in my wheelhouse. This is in my understanding. You guys probably see where I'm going. You know, as Christians, we can get complacent because we think we know things. But knowing and understanding are not the same. Like, I knew God is good. I just hadn't had a full understanding yet. Are you with me? So I'm back up, I'm back down, I'm back up, I'm down. Remember the little things matter? The little things matter. So I put a brand new thermostat on there. I was pulling my hair out. I was calling friends. I'm like, I just can't figure it out. I don't understand it. I go on the roof. I can make it work on the roof. No problem. I go down into her house and turn the thermostat on. No worky. I was like, mm, mm, what is wrong with that? 
And then I finally calmed down and I called another buddy. I'm like, I just don't get it, man. It works up there. He's like, hey, did you put that little, you know, that little tiny um, little fuse in, you know, the little, that little, you know, the little, the, the little jumper fuse there? Hmm. A little 25 cent showstopper, you know? You go back over there and put it in. Julie's like, oh, that's all it was. Yes. That's all it was. A week later of going back and forth and back and forth, and I'd been went to Julie's house three different times, and finally we got it figured out. That's all it was, yeah. Here's where it's at. You know, thankfulness, um, being thankful, it's not incumbent on your circumstances. See, I knew that theologically, but I hadn't grasped it until I was in the middle of all these trials. Really with Ashley and her struggling with their marriage and then, you know, stuff at Teen Challenge and then your personal, I mean, it just, it made everything amplified and I was like, man, God, I'm... I'm thankful. I just, I'm not thankful that this is happening, but I'm thankful that you're good. You are good, God. Amen. And I started thinking about all the good things that have come out of this thing. You know, I've gotten to rescue a lot of kids out of drug addiction. You know, addiction's gone off the charts right now. It's off the rails. It, it's twice of what we're experiencing with COVID. It's another story, but, you know, what I would call preventable deaths. You know, overdose is preventable. And three and a half million people have gone, not here anymore. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's probably one of the worst epidemics that we've ever faced is addiction and alcoholism. But we got to rescue kids in the middle of all that. We get to see people come to Christ for the first time. You know, it's amazing. We live in America and there's people that know that Jesus is a religious figure, but they don't know who he is. That, to me, is amazing. It's sad, but it is an amazing thing. I started thinking about how everybody went to live streaming. The digital church is here to stay, by the way. But man, you guys ever seen that show, America's Got Talent? Yes? Um, Man, Facebook on Sunday became America's Pastor's Got Talent, you know? It it was funny and it was awesome because you could see a lot of my friends had never been, you know, it was like, preach great. And then live stream, they're like, there's no camera there. Just preach like you normally do, you know? Well, it's kind of hard because you know it's going out. I'm like, man, it was just amazing. And so pretty soon, even my unsafe friends were like, hey, is this a friend of yours? Yeah. Hey, you know, he said this. And we started having conversations with People that don't know Jesus. The digital church became one of the, probably in my opinion, one of the greatest things, one of the greatest advents that came out of this. You know, um, I believe it's some Chinese have um, a word, and basically it's a pictorial language, but their word um, for crisis has got a double meaning. It means danger an opportunity. And I really started to grab a hold of that. I was like, you know, there's opportunity for us here. This is probably one of the greatest opportunities. 
uh, of what's going to happen, really, if you think about it, for the church to really shine in a way that it's never been able to, maybe. Because the church really is going to leave the building in so many different ways. Amen? And I started thinking about that, and then I started thinking about, you know, because you've got to still preach. You still got to teach and preach during all that. You still got to, you still got to come up with a great word, amen, when you're in the middle of wanting to duke it out with God. I don't know if you've ever been there, uh, but this guy has. Oh my God. And, and this is what the theme was over the year. The guys kept coming back that, that had graduated and completed. They're like, man, Rick, you really encouraged me this year. You really encouraged me through this time. I was really discouraged, man, but you, you really encouraged me through that. When I was at my most discouraged church, it was when I gave the greatest encouragement. Now, if that's not uh, how good God is, like I'm trying to work through my stuff and God's just like, yeah, it's okay. You know, sometimes I think God looks down at me like, you poor little soul. Come here. Come, like the, the, the elevator story, you know, come here. All right, come here. You'll be okay. It's going to be all right. Um, give thanks to the Lord for he's good and his steadfast love endures for how long? Okay, why do we give thanks? Because why? Because he's good. Because he's good. So I got to share this and, and then I'll land the plane. Hopefully it won't burn up in flames. Amen. Yeah, come on, burning in. So the way God always is with me out when I speak, it's, and I never plan it. The songs were all about encouragement and giving thanks and how good he is, and I love you, Lord. And I'm like, man, and I got to preach this, God? Come on. Come on. I got to share what a dope I've been all year? Great. Last night, I got to chuckling. I was like, there's nothing. I don't know, man. Me and God just have that kind of relationship where I just get tickled at the way he does things in my life. Like, I know he gets me, you know? Like, I know God gets me, you know? Are you, are you with me? Aren't you glad God gets you? Like, he's not up there going, what is, what's going on with you over there, you know? You're like, God really gets me, man, you know? He gets me, and I, and I connect with him. And so last night, I really connected with him, and I was like, man, God, you're good, but I really don't want to preach this. I really don't want to talk about this. I mean, this has been a rough year. God's like, yeah, but I've been good. <laughs> yes, you have, Lord. You have been good to me. You have been really good to me. I've watched my faith grow and strengthen in some, but more importantly, I've watched my family. I've watched some of the stuff that my daughter's going through. I've watched uh, Danielle. Uh, she's now a teenager. Praise God. Watching her grow into this beautiful young lady, you know, just some of the things that God has done this year, it's just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you're so good, you're so good, you're so good. God, you're good even if we can't find toilet paper, you're still good. You're still good, God, you're still good, you're still good. And I was sitting there, God was encouraging me and and confirming his word to me, and uh, I got to see uh, Matt over there. Matt's a Teen Challenge graduate. And, uh, man, I just, like, my heart burst when I saw him. I was like, oh, my gosh, Matt, it's you. God, you're good. It was just really good to see you, Matt. Made my day. Made my day. 
You know, God is cool like that. Like, I didn't plan that. None of that was planned. And God's over there. Marie's like, are you okay? No, but I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Get back in there. You guys ever watch, uh, I know some of you that have kids. You ever see Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs? Mr. T, when the tear starts coming, get back in there. No crying. No crying. And so I had this... Um, we had this um, idea about, you know, expanding the ranch so we wouldn't have a waiting list anymore and we could meet the need of the addiction. So there wouldn't be like this big uh, waiting list to get to the ranch for training and just, you know, and no one knew, no one saw this coming. And yet somehow God just did what he does. Amen. And, and we finally got all our permits and everything's in place and, and we're going to be building in 2021, which is an amazing hallelujah, by the way. Um, and I got to see how God worked that out. And none of it was by my effort. None of it was by my brain. None of it was by my, um, it was simply by trusting and believing and hoping and then praying and then hoping and believing and trusting and hoping and praying and trusting and believing and hope and rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat. Amen. And I come to this realization that uh, God has been good thus far. You remember the Ebenezer? Thus far, God has been good. In church, this is where I really feel like God, because um, I'm, I'm probably preaching to the choir, God is good. I don't care what's going on in your life. I don't know. I mean, I, I can say that with confidence. He's still good. You things may you might be going through a really hard season, and man, my heart is with you. God is still good. Even if things haven't worked out the way you thought they were gonna work out. God is good. God is good. Uh, let me say that one more time. God is good. Amen. He's really good, and he's good to me. He's good to you. And so this year, uh, I just feel like that was the best. I was just a privilege always to come and be with you guys because um, I feel like I can just you know, hang out and be me, which is a good thing. Amen. Uh, God is good, you know, and it's been a rough year. Amen. It's been a rough year, but God is still good, even, even if the year was rough. Even if the finances have been bumpy, guess what? He hasn't changed from being good. You ever notice that the enemy always tries to use fear, uncertainty, and doubt to get us to question the goodness of God, which in turn really bounces on our identity. See, if we are in Christ, how can we trust the goodness of God if we don't believe he's really good? And it always comes back to that original sin, right? Did God really say? Did, did God really say that? Did God really say somehow that's, that's like his main weapon is to come at us where, who we are in our identity? Is, is he good? Well, like me, I could answer right off the hip, yes, he's good. But I don't understand the situation right now, Right? Yeah, God's good, but man, um, what's happening over here, right? I mean, just the election alone was enough to make everyone go, what's going on, right? What's really happening? 
well, is God still good even if we got the different president? Yeah. Is God still good if things don't go? You guys know the answer to that question, right? God is good. Amen. Has 2020 been hard? <laughs> it's like the understatement of the century, right? But is he still good? He's good because his steadfast love endures forever. Psalm 138.8 is like my life's verse. It said, God completes those things that concern me. It's one of the very first things that God spoke to me when I came into Teen Challenge addicted to drugs. And nobody shows up to Teen Challenge, by the way, saying, I've made it. We're usually angry, busted, and disgusted, and can't be trusted. Amen. <laughs> and that was the first thing that he spoke to me. He says, I complete those things that concern you. Over the years, it's been, I'm going to complete my plan in your life. Uh, I'm going to complete, for I know the plans, or Jer Jeremiah 29, 11, right? You know the part that gets me about that verse? I know the plans. Because if he shared the plan with you, you'd probably mess it up. I know the plan, and you have to trust me with the plan. All of us control freaks are like, no, like the Darth Vader scene, you know, no, yes, you must trust me, right? So here's where I want to pray for you guys. You know, this is where it happened with me is that I get looking forward to something better because what I was experiencing was so bad, but is God still good in the moment? Just checking. And I was missing out on moments with God in the day, in the trial, in the heat, because I was so forward focused. I was missing out on my present blessing with God. My present, being present with God. Let me say it like that. Being present with him. I was so distracted by, oh, if only this and if that. And if God would just, then our life would be so much better. And the, I really had this revelation like, man, I'm missing out on precious time to be in his presence because I'm so focused on circumstance. And so how I want to pray for you this morning is, how many of you guys got distracted by some circumstances? Be honest, all right? So here's what I want to do. If you would be so bold to stand up, I'm just going to pray for you. I'm going to pray uh, that God has his way and that you will uh, find that presence, Amen. In the day, don't look, don't be so forward focused that you miss out on what he has for you today, man. Because that's what I was doing. I was so forward focused. I was like, oh, 2021 will be so much better. You know, well, is it really? Nobody really knows. We can't plan the year out. We can have ideas and passion and vision. But ultimately, I have to be in the day. This is the day. This is the day that the, and I will be what? Oh, man. Why did they put that in there? Amen. Let me pray for you. Father in heaven, I pray for this wonderful body. I pray for us. I pray for me, Lord. Um, God, help us be in the moment. Be here right now with you. Lord, help us to stay 
in the day that you've created. God, not to get distracted by outcomes and circumstances and, and difficulties and hurts and betrayals, but Lord, that this is the day you have made. And God, we can choose to be glad regardless of what's happening, regardless of what's happening. God, that, that we can be thankful. We can say, oh, I'm going to give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his steadfast love endures forever. His steadfast love endured 2020. Amen. His steadfast love endured all these hardships. God, your love never fails, God. That's your word. It's your word, Lord. And God, I know that there's a, there's a disconnect sometimes between uh, having the knowledge but lacking the understanding. And God, I pray for the understanding today. The, the understanding of where our trust and our hope can be. Uh, Lord, the understanding that it takes just more than facts, God, to walk this out, that we need your presence. God, help us stay in the moment, stay in the day. And we'll be careful to give you the praise. Now, Lord, I lift up all my brothers and sisters that have had a rough go of it. God, your word says that you're the comforter not our circumstances. The Holy Spirit is the comforter. Lord, that you're the counselor, the prince of peace. Lord, all these names that you have. And God, we just refocus our life, our hearts, our minds back onto the person of peace, Jesus, King Jesus. Lord, forgive us where we've been faithless. Forgive us where we've lost it. Lord, where we missed it. God, help us refocus our efforts and stay in the day we're in. And Lord, we'll give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. And all the people of God said, amen. God bless you guys.